0: Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pamodzi Creators, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the rape counselling service, Parks. And in this episode, we meet Alison Colley from The Real Employment Law Advice. I hope you enjoy them. I'm here with Alison Colley, um, who founded The Real Employment Law Advice. Um, And you have got this lovely story about just... uh, working from a, an inspired place of starting mm-hmm. up your own adventure so how did your adventures with
1: with um the company start okay so i um I've always wanted to be a solicitor ever since I was really little. Um, mm. I was one of those strange children. So I, I um, went through the normal path of university and qualification and all of that sort of thing. Worked for a sort of a small high street firm, which I um, trained at for years. And then I thought I'd look for a different opportunity. So I went to a bigger firm, um, mm. a regional firm with a bigger department and a different focus. And um, it quickly became apparent to me that it wasn't really what I was looking for. Right. Um, I wasn't happy at all. Um, in fact, I would spend most of my lunchtimes crying on the phone to my husband about how much I hated it and I didn't want to do it anymore. And, um, so I I then embarked on a journey of trying to find other ventures and other businesses and other things I could do. Um, Mm. I was lucky enough to be given a, book token by somebody. um, And I was wandering around Waterstones, I think it was, you know, Mm. one lunchtime feeling miserable. And I came across the book by Tim Ferriss called The Four Hour Work Week. And um, it kind of just set me off on this journey of sort of, I suppose, entrepreneurship and looking at things differently. And um, yeah, so I tried all kinds of different ideas and business things and went through loads of different, you know, ideas with my husband and then eventually he said well why don't you try doing a law firm (laughs) you know do what you've been trained to do what you really enjoy doing and I think I hadn't really thought about doing it because there was part of me that thought well there's no way you can do that you know you're not good enough to start your own law firm what you're talking about Mm -hmm. um but you know after looking into it doing some research and that sort of thing um I thought I'd give it a go um it took a while to get um authorized by the regulations who are the solicitors regulation authority who um regulate solicitors mm. um and then eventually they said yes and I got my insurance sorted and everything and set up on my own um so that was you were, in November
0: you were a big law firm uh, you were working in a big law firm and just felt actually the values of it or whatever it is doesn't sit well with your values yeah. and just you just just kind of read this book and thought right <laughs> i surmising
1: a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's it's really it. Incredible. You know, I felt like I, I was a, a cog in a machine and, um, you know, it wasn't why I went into doing law in the first place. Um, I do really enjoy the work. Mm-hmm. I just didn't really enjoy where I was working and what I was being Mm. asked to do and you know it was one of those cultures where if you're not sitting at your desk for 12 hours a day you can't possibly be effective and Mm. you know there were a few comments made because I used to have to travel from the Isle of Wight over to Portsmouth and Southampton and so I'd be traveling for two hours there and two hours back Mm. every day. So that's four hours without even sitting down to work? So I would often leave the office just after five because I'd have to walk to the train station, get the train, then get the boat and then drive home. And there would often be comments made by some of the partners or senior members of staff there about the fact that I was leaving, you know, just after five and not, not sitting at my desk till sort of seven, eight o'clock like everybody else.
0: Oh, um, such a toxic kind of space <laughs> to be in, isn't it? Like, yeah,
1: these unsaid Even, things
0: that, yeah, because,
1: oh. Even though I was doing my work and my clients were happy, you know, mm. there was no problem. It was because I was leaving well, mm. after my work hours, you know, I wasn't leaving early. Mm. Um, and that was just one of, the, one of many things that led to me being really unhappy there.
0: Sure, sure. And how long ago was this um, transition then?
1: So that was in 2013, November okay. 2013. I, was, um, I started out the 1st of November. Um, how exciting. And haven't looked back
0: and how, how has it grown since? Because I think there's more than, more than you now, isn't there? Yes.
1: <laughs> so there are five of us in the team at the moment. Um, and we were due to be joined by a sixth member of staff um, just before the lockdown happened. But unfortunately, um, yeah, she was due to move to Portsmouth. Um, but because of the lockdown, uh, the move fell through and hasn't been able to move. So she hasn't been able to start with us but we're still hopeful. Um, but yeah, initially it started out as me for the first couple of years working from a spare room at home, working around my son who was six months at the time. Oh my
0: goodness. Um, so, you yeah. baby. <laughs> yes. uh, so
1: he set up for a six-month-old baby. Yes. Wowzers. So he I was lucky because he slept a lot. So I would <laughs> work when he was sleeping. <laughs> I'm
0: just reflecting back on when my baby was six months, I, well, maybe a little bit younger, I'm doing myself a disservice. I'd be really excited about leaving the house, fully yeah. dressed, yeah. and you set up a law firm. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, as I say, it was, um, it was. It was really set up just to carry on doing what I wanted to do, which was work in the law and to provide an income and be at home. Um, I didn't have any grand plans to employ people or to grow it to what it is now. Mm. Um, Mm. But it's just sort of evolved. And there are, yeah, there are five of us now, soon to be six. And I guess
0: um, one of the best things about having your own law firm is that you can instill... A, a work practice that you believe in and values that you believe in and I imagine that's probably quite enabling for women.
1: Absolutely so um, the, per- the first person I took on is um, a solicitor Miranda who actually works from home in Salisbury she works part-time um, around brilliant. the children um, and it works really well so we you know it's all about flexibility.
0: So that kind of flexibility can be done can't it?
1: Is it, just, is it
0: just big organizations just can't seem to mold their expectations around these needs why, yeah I think you it, think but why do you think it doesn't work in bigger contexts?
1: I, I think there's a lot of sort of blinkers you know it's it, it might be a bit difficult or there might be some changes that you need to make you might think need to think differently or have a different culture mm. um and I think it people's feel that it's an obstacle to overcome there is also this element of you know you can't possibly be effective unless you're there from you know seven in the morning till seven at night every every day Mm -hmm. um I also hear quite often people say oh well the clients need you you know you can't work part-time because the clients will need you at this time and that time but if you work as part of a team and your clients understand your your working hours and your working practices then Mm -hmm. it, it nobody goes nobody um is left out you know in the dark or anything with what's happening with their case you know mm. every all the work gets done mm. um and so I think yeah it's just about a shift in a mindset I, mm. I guess for for, um, for businesses
0: um
1: Aww. and so th- that
0: all sounds amazing is, is there anything that you found really challenging in terms of setting up your
1: company, because um, it, it all lot, sounds so seamless. I'm no, lots, lots of challenges. You know, there have been some really um, dark times. You know, mm. uh, um, I one thing in particular I always talk about is I um, invested in some software license for some mm-hmm. HR software, thinking it was you know a great thing. Spent quite a lot of money on it uh, in the early days, and then some quite a lot of money on uh, marketing. And uh, I w- I went off to see a client that had been set up, a potential client that had been set up for me. And I, I was on the way there and they phoned and said, actually, no, we don't really want to see you. And I'd had my family visiting from the mainland and I'd left them at home to go and off. And it was just, yeah, again, it was one of those moments where I had a little cry on, on the mm. bus on the way home. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. just feeling really sad about everything. And um, yeah, so there've been lots of things like that, you know, And then when you start employing people, you know, um, when this whole uh, COVID started and the lockdown started, it was, you know, one of the worst weeks I've ever had, um, both from advising clients and also from my own business perspective, because suddenly you're, you know, you've got the responsibility of paying everybody's wages, Mm. um, paying the bills and making the decisions. And it can be a lonely place when you run a business. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and then compounded by that, that is one of the things that you specialize in, is employment yeah. law. So we you having to kind of counsel people, clients, through how to move forward whilst trying to negotiate your company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, trying to solve everyone else's problems while thinking about your own. <laughs> um, you know, but that's why I do it. I like, you know, I like to problem solve and I like to help people and to listen Mm. to them and to to find the solutions so but but yeah it was it was non-stop back-to-back phone calls for a week Mm. and Mm. um and then also trying to work out what we're going to do you know here at at my own business so
0: indeed and how, how have you how do you look after yourself Alison how do you kind of manage all of that and stay sane (laughs)
1: through it all. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I learned pretty early on to, um, to do things like meditation and mm. affirmations and I, you know, make time for myself for going for a run. Um, I used to follow the miracle morning, which is where you, you sort of get up an hour earlier than you would normally. And then you do various things. So, um, you know, you have a period of silence and affirmations and, right. um, Gratitude and you know a bit of exercise and all of that sort of thing, and that worked really well for me. um Yeah, absolutely, it helped with both my sort of mental well being and also my confidence and that sort of thing. So Mm. that's that's what I do really, and I'm lucky because I live on the Isle of Wight, so I get to go out and go for runs in nice places and go to the sea and walk along the beach and that kind of thing.
0: It is beautiful. I. I aspire I like the sound of getting up an hour early than you normally would because that's half the challenge isn't it it's kind of being able to be one step ahead of small people that you look after as well as setting your day at the pace of your day that does that but you don't do that anymore
1: um no um, mostly because my daughter now gets up at 5 a.m anyway so um (laughs) you're up at
0: three
1: (laughs) I do I do do run still and I do run I do get up and run in the morning and um I still do the affirmations when I'm feeling particularly um low or if I need a boost of confidence for something Mm. and then I do a bit of short meditation not not as Mm. much as I was before Mm. um yeah so I, I I always get up early anyway, so i yeah try and do my exercise and that sort of thing first thing in the morning
0: mm. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> um now so you you kind of you're based in the Isle of Wight, but you've obviously done lots of work within portsmouth um so what as as a uh, woman in business would you say it's as big as strength as a city
1: yeah um I think it's the sort of um there's there, there is the diversity there the element mm. of diversity in terms of um the different kind of cultures and the people that live there and work there and you know mm. that's come from you know from having the navy there and that sort of thing yeah. um, so I think that that's a real strength um certainly I th- I think there's a, a quite a lot of acceptance on reflection i I lived in Portsmouth when I was younger for um a couple of years my parents used to run pubs so we lived in okay. a couple of hubs there and my mum lives there now um and obviously I've worked there but I've also lived in Southampton and and I think I think Portsmouth is a bit more accepting in my view in, okay. on reflection than um other cities maybe are um yeah that's 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 how I would sort of say this this sort of strength of of the mm. city
0: so on the flip side what would you say is is a slight sportsman's specific weakness that that needs to be worked on
1: so I think it's the, the, um, the sort of internal idea about the city and the way that people who live there think about the city I don't mm. think there's enough positivity and shouting about all the fantastic things you know it's always easy to put down places you know where you live and think of the bad things rather than sort of talking about the good things and, and yeah so I think a lot more positivity is needed and actually shouting about all the, the great things that are going on there much mm. um, like so your event it was fantastic to see all the you know amazing inspirational people from the city um mm. that's, they need any more of that more sort of shouting about what's going on
0: yeah and that's why we're here thank you so much for coming to support that event um re- i'm really grateful we managed to get it in before the lockdown yes. <laughs> if, it was, if it was on a week later that wouldn't i don't think would have wouldn't have happened in the same way at the very least yeah. so but yes i i totally i concur i think the city is incredible but we don't know how to celebrate ourselves enough, mm. which is why I'm here. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Alison. It's been great to kind of um, get to know you a little bit more. I'm just intrigued because you've achieved so much. If you had a chance to, what, what advice would you kind of give your younger self?
1: I would say um, not to take yourself so seriously. Okay. And to, um, to you know, not worry about what people think so much. I think it took me about 37 years to really start to think that I don't care too much about what people think. And uh-huh. actually turning 40 was a bit of a revelation for me because I suddenly thought, well, actually, why do I worry about, you know, what people are thinking about me? I mm. need to make decisions that are right for me. Mm. And um, it's been a bit, it's been liberating. So yeah, definitely younger mm. self, I'd say, you know, build, build your confidence early and start thinking about, um, you know, Actually, it doesn't matter mm. what anybody else thinks.
0: And do, do you know, just before I turned 40, I remember having this really crystallising moment. 40, it wasn't that long ago. It was actually. <laughs> just before I turned 40, I remember having this really crystallising moment um, with a, a woman uh, outside next to you, reflecting on her turning 40. And she said, it was like she woke up that morning and was like, You don't like me. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like this whole this like new la- layer of of self-empoweredness that came with that
1: age so this little marker almost in the morning of it yeah so. absolutely I was completely dreading turning 40 I was you know everyone was worried I was going to have some form of breakdown or something <clears throat> um but actually it was quite the opposite and I was you know I'm exactly the same you know you think actually 40 okay it's probably midlife you know um hopefully not but um mm-hmm. probably is around that and you, you know why do you worry about about what people say about mm. you and what people think and mm. for so long i think it held me back i didn't take opportunities or do mm. things that i probably could have done mm. when i was younger because i was afraid what people would say or trying to please people i think
0: yes mm. Yeah. Oh, and that goes out the window (laughs) as well. Would you like to come out for a drink, Ronnie? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, so I have just uh, gotten into some money and I'm feeling really generous. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I know what I'll do. Alison's awesome. I'm going to let her choose wherever she wants to go out for a meal and take along three people to that meal who are you going to invite and why and where are you going
1: to go okay so where i'm going to go um if the budget's unlimited, unlimited. then <laughs> i feel generous wherever you um, like one of my favorite places is orlando and florida i'm a bit of a theme park um geek oh, i'm paying for the flight as well <laughs> <Am I? Yes. laughs> okay yeah. i'll let it go okay. Um, so yeah, so Orlando in Florida is, you know, my, my happy place, I have to say, um, I hope to get back there soon. Um, and then I, my three people, I've kind of put two people into one because I think they kind of come together as a package and that would be, um, the Barack and Michelle Obama. Mm. would be my first guest. Um, My second would be Tim Ferriss, uh, mostly because I think he's fascinating and his book started me on the journey to where I'm at now. So Uh, he
0: wrote the four-hour work week?
1: Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's written other things like four-hour body and four-hour chef and does all kinds of um, strained experiments. He's also done a few books uh, where he's interviewed various inspirational people, so... They're really good. Um, So I'll choose him. And then um, Karen Brady is my third. Okay. If you like. Um, I I was thinking about this mostly because um, I was really into football growing up. Um, I still follow it a bit now, but not so much because I don't have as much time. Um, And so she was a woman who was very prominent in football and is a successful businesswoman. So I think she would be a fascinating person to talk to.
0: Fantastic. What a lovely collection. Now, let you have... um, the um ex-president and his wife because the they obamas are yeah, the obama's already in the country so that's okay someone's yeah. like to pay, pay for that's fantastic um and i just have one last question to close with so if i was to challenge you allison to learn something new in a year from now what would it be so i'll catch up with you give you a phone call in a year from now and say have you learned how to
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: Little what little really, ball I'm going to throw at you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I would really like to learn to make clothes. Ah. Um, I've You know, I do a bit of sewing. I've got a sewing machine, but I'm I'm not really that great at it. I'd love to be able to make my own clothes or mm. design my own clothes and shoes. I think that would be, um, you know, a fantastic thing. If I, if you know, if I get to retire or semi-retire at some point mm. in the future, um, then that's what I'll learn to do.
0: There's, there's like a, a, a clothing version of the Great British Break-Off, isn't there? Have you come across it's that? A, no. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what it's called, but that might be something mm. to, to put your toe into. Um, yeah. Watch that. So they kind of try and create things. They're not like professional seamstresses at all, but they try and create their own clothing. Mm. Um, I had the same aspiration but my challenge is my attention span. <laughs> 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 I get halfway through trying to make something and then get really bored of trying to follow a pattern oh. and then it would all disintegrate from there. Well, thank you so much for um, just sharing a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the real employment law advice. Could, if, if anyone wanted to find out a little bit more about you, could, would you be able to just signpost as to where they can go to learn a little bit more
1: so the the website for the business is realemploymentadvice.co.uk um nice. so that's quite straightforward um, i'm on linkedin so if you just search Alison Colley on linkedin that's the best place to connect with me and um, i also yeah,
0: C O L L E Y, isn't it? Yes, that's
1: it. Yes, fine. thank you. Yeah. Okay. And um, I also have a podcast, which is the Employment Law and HL podcast. And if you just type that into any search engine, it comes up um, on there. So uh, that's the best places to sort of find me and find resources about me and what we're doing. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. And thank I'll you. be giving
0: a call in a year. It's <laughs> been great. Thank you. Fab. Brilliant.